You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. David Eichholz, Sean Bach, HawkeyeInsider.com, part of 24-7 Sports Network. Sean, some big news out of the Iowa basketball recruiting world. You know, Iowa's been monitoring three-star point guard Brock Harding for the past several months. And, you know, there was some skepticism once Kirk Spearall retired that maybe Iowa would slow the boat, but Matt Gaines uh, was recruiting him at Drake, and this makes all the sense in the world. And I know our message board and a lot of other people who have been on the inside about this have wanted Iowa to extend the offer. So I know they're rejoicing today, and obviously I think Iowa's going to be a heavy heavy favorite coming down the stretch of this recruitment. But I guess just give us a recap of this entire timeline. Cause again, this is kind of a long time coming, I think. Yeah. So this was kind of things started to pick up in the winter time. I think it was around December, maybe early January. I went out to Moline for one of Harding's games. I believe it was on Martin Luther King junior day or something, something along those lines. I think it was like the 17th. Mm-hmm. And cause yeah, I received word that Iowa was, really you know starting to make a push for Brock and you know I asked around for a bit was kind of seeing where where things were at and a lot of people were just like just wait and see that's kind of the big thing right now I was still figuring out if it wants to take a point guard in this class and you know where things kind of go from there and obviously with Price Stanford there's been a lot of talk about him playing potentially the one through the three but I think long term he's more suited at that two three spot and with Iowa having two point guards on the roster already in, you know, Aaron Ewis and DeSante Bowen, two guys that really don't. I mean, Ewis has, you know, experience. Bowen, obviously, an incoming freshman. He's only been with the program for a week. There's still a lot of question marks with those guys. And I think offering a guy like Harding makes a lot of sense, you know, not just because you want to take a point guard, but I believe he's a really good fit for what Iowa wants to do when it comes to his game. Obviously, you know, he's more of a distributor, plays at a really fast pace at Moline. I remember going to – I think it was two games of their two games this year for them. And it's just nonstop up and down the court. Like it almost reminds me of those Loyola Marymount teams a little bit because maybe the defense isn't as, isn't as strong as you, it could be. I know uh, Moline head coach, Chris Taylor would not be too happy with me if I say, if I, if I told him that face to face, but um, it's, it's very fast movement, very up and down and a lot of spacing. And that's kind of what Iowa does. I mean, defensively, there's more, of a um, mindset with it, I think, than, you know, Moline at the high school level. But I think from a perspective of, you know, offense and, you know, how Iowa likes to get in the open floor, I think I think this offer with Hardy makes a lot of sense. And, you know, I think one of the things that really I always liked about him is obviously he's quick. Obviously, he can create well. Obviously, you know, he's got really good vision. But one of the things that I was really, really liked what from what he's improved on is his shooting ability. He's become way more consistent with that side of his offensive game because it's it was always a question mark with him. I don't know if it was inconsistency, you know, stroke or what it was, but it just really didn't seem to be clicking with with his shooting for a while. And it wasn't obviously a strength. But now they saw him this past weekend at Normal West. I saw him last year at Normal West. I thought there was a lot of him. I was sitting actually sitting next to UIC assistant coach D Brown, um, you know, the former former Illini sharpshooter. Yep. And he was telling me, like, man, we're in love with this kid. Like, I don't know if he'll get – I don't know if he'll get high majors, but he is he is a special player. And, you know, he'd be a perfect fit for us right now, but I could see a high major or so poking, poking around down the line. You know, Iowa's been involved for a while, and they were the first high major to offer. And, you know, I threw in that crystal ball for Iowa. I'm really interested to see what 
what other Big Ten schools come in and, you know, make things make things interesting potentially. But, you know, if you're Iowa right now, I think you really helped yourself getting in that with, the, with that first time major offer. I don't disagree with that either, Sean. And I know something else that our board has been a little bit frustrated with me about, but I know some people agree with me on it as far as Brock Harding. I think the defense can improve. I think his shot making and his court vision is very impressive. I think he's a playmaker. I think he's competitive and I think he's gritty. And I think those are just intangible traits that you kind of have to have. The thing that I'm worried about right now for him, and he's got time to develop it. What's the upside physically for Brock Harding? I think that's the thing that's really, I think that's been keeping the D1 high majors away for the most part is six foot. What would you say, Sean? 160 pounds soaking wet something yeah. like that. And I think that's fine. And I think you can work with that. And if you're a crafty enough ball handler and shot maker, you can get away with that. But obviously he's going to have to make up his defense. will have to continue to get steals or be a, a pesty on ball defender and fight through those screens against bigger people. But this is a guy that I think if he could grow another inch or two, I think if he can add on 15 pounds of muscle, I mean, I think then you're looking at a really legit high major D one prospect, but you know, Sean, I've always been a fan of, of the eye test. And I know, you know, the NBA draft and all that and NFL drafts, they fall in love with the analytics, the measurables. And I do think to some degree that obviously has to play a factor. But you look at the eye test and Brock Harding for me is, a, is he's been a very impressive player. And I think he's training upward. And I think that's a really good, you know, I think that's one of the most important things for him. But I also love Owen Freeman. I think the two of them together, I think they have a shot at a state title. And obviously Freeman's already committed in that 2023 class. And, you know, he's going to be in Brock's ear from now on, especially now that he's got the offer. So I know there's some skepticism about if Iowa was going to offer a point guard in that 2023 class. I think you wrote this on our board and I think it was a really good point, Sean. It's it's the era of the transfer portal. You got to be, you got to take some, I don't want to say chances because I think every player deserves the offer that they get because I'm not one to sit there and, and, you know, question whether or not the kid deserved an offer. That's just not what I believe our role is. Um, But at the same time, like I said, I I think that this is a good move for Fran McCaffrey and company. And I would have a hard time believing that Matt Gatons didn't push Fran and company to, to take it over the edge, just given the, like I said, the previous relationship that he had with the Drake staff, there's a lot of familiarity there. And if I'm Brock Harding, I think that there's an extra reassurance there with Matt Gatons at Iowa, because as we've, you know, as you and I have talked about before, Gatons, especially in his opening press conference, Sean does not strike me as a guy that's looking to really ever leave Iowa city, not for the long foreseeable future. Yeah. And I think one of the important things with, Gatons is obviously, you know, him and Spirit, Kirk Spear, our former Iowa assistant coach, have a really good relationship. And, you know, Brock texted Coach Spiro, like, congratulations on your retirement, literally the day that it was announced that Spiro was retiring. And, you know, Spiro responded saying, hey, like, you know, I was going to keep, you know, with me going, like, they're going to keep the interest in you. Like, whoever takes over that spot is going to continue to recruit you. Like, you're not off our board. Like, and I think that's something that's really powerful, too. And, you know, obviously it was a long time coming that Gaines was going to be the guy, but, you know, I think that's just something to note. And, you know, I think what, what I thought was really interesting with, with, um, you know, Harding is with, you know, how he plays, and, you know, he's so fast and he's so shifty and he's so creative and he plays at such a quick speed, but a basketball quick speed that, he doesn't really get out of control with it. And that's something that Iowa really likes well as well. But 
one of the things that Owen, Owen Freeman actually just texted me and I asked him, you know, to give me a, a quote on what he liked about Brock. And one of the things that really stood out to me was he said he has different gears he shifts into. So he plays the game at his own pace. And I think that's something that's really valuable. And that's something that, you know, DeSante Bowen, Iowa's incoming freshman point guard is working on right now with his, with his speed. Yep. He has, re- he's really good speed. He's really quick. He's really twitchy, but he only plays that one speed, it seems. And that's where Joe Toussaint got in trouble sometimes too. And with Harding, he plays with those different gears and he is able to shift into these different types of speeds that make it really hard to defend along with his twitchiness. And I think with his body too, I remember talking to an assistant coach, a mid-major assistant coach back in, I believe it was February, who talked about his upside physically and his shoulders are so narrow that they're really uncertain if there's going to be much of an upside for him to continue growing. And I think that's a valid concern, especially playing in the rigors of the big 10. But I think if you have those different gears and, you know, I think Harding is is going to be able to add on that extra, that extra weight. But if you have those different gears and that ability that not a lot of point guards have, and the ones that do have it are really valuable to their teams. But you look at Cassius Winston, you look at Aaron Kraft, you look at so many other point guards in the Big Ten that were successful, and Yogi Ferrell was one too from Indiana. I would those say different Xavier teams. Simpson as well. Old Michigan. Yeah, exactly. I think, I, mean, I think he's a guy that not, not comparable yeah. to Harding, but just as far as speed and gears go. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Yeah, I'm not saying Harding's going to be as quick as these guys, but yeah. I think they're able to play at different speeds and be controlled in those different speeds that make them really, really valuable. And I think when you're an undersized guy, Sean, you have to be crafty. And I think when you look at it, granted, they're highlights, but you look at Harding's tape, like you said, you've seen him in person. He's a very crafty basketball player. And I think that, again, you can make up the size with, with craftiness and reliability I think those are the two things I think he can bring to the table. Again, I think I think it's a good move by Fran and them to go after it. I think if you can land him, you land uh, combine him with Freeman, and then you throw in Price Sanford, who's probably number one on Iowa's board at the, at this moment. I think you're looking at a pretty I don't want to say outstanding 2023 class, but I mean you're looking at a very very good class for Fran McCaffrey, where you just say there's a lot of potential there. They fit the system. Now, how do they continue to build up what they've built up over the last four years? Yeah, Freeman, uh, Freeman, it just gets better and better from what I've heard. And I saw him, you know, the high school level was a little tough for him, but AAU, he played really well. And then with Moline, he's playing at a really high level, really getting comfortable, really taking that mindset of, you know, I'm the tallest guy. I'm the most talented guy on the court. And you got to put two guys to stop me or you got to throw everything at, at me to stop me. And I think that's a really valuable mindset to have with him. And uh, the three guys on top of the board, you know, there's Harding now. Price Sanford, he's number one. I have a crystal ball for Iowa on him. North Nebraska is going to be in there. Drake's in there. But I think Iowa's going to be in the pick. TJ Powers got 
you know, countless schools coming in. He took official visits to Virginia and Notre Dame, J.P. Estrella, obviously going to be tough yep. there with Duke in the mix. Syracuse is a factor. Tennessee got an official visit. Marquette got an official visit. Or no, not Marquette, sorry. Miami got an official visit. Iowa's getting an official visit on the 29th of July. I think that's really important. This 2023 class, and we talk about stacking classes in football, but I think with the run that Iowa's had, you know, I, it's still early with this 2022 class, but with, 20, with 2023 and the potential for it, that's a really strong three classes or four classes in a row if you end up hitting on even just Sanford, Harding, and um, Freeman. If you hit on those three guys, that is a really good class still, in my opinion, especially when you combine that with 2020. When you got the Murrays, you have Aaron Ewells, you have Tony Perkins, Josh Ogundele is still a project. 2021, there's a lot of excitement about Riley Mulvey in due time, Peyton Sanford. You know, people are already starting the All-Big Ten campaign for him. 2022, DeSante Bowen's going to be a really good player. Josh Dix, once he gets fully healthy, he's going to figure out. Mario Nimmers is a walk-on is really the potential there for him. You put in that twenty twenty two talent that Iowa got as a walk. Yeah, you think you take that twenty twenty three class with Freeman, who is I think going to be potentially a top one hundred, top seventy five guy in the country if he continues this way. Sanford, who I think is a top one hundred guy, and Harding, who I think is not number three, thirty the thirty three point guard in the country, and the way he's competed this spring has been really impressive. I'm not saying he's a lock to Iowa. More Big Ten schools are probably going to come, but. Just saying hypothetically, if he were to pick the Hawkeyes, I think that is a really good class right there. I just saw somebody on our board. They were talking about uh, just the Harding getting the offer, and they were com- talking about Riley Mulvey and Josh Ogundale. And uh, somebody said, what a great portal, get out of the portal, Josh Ogundale was by Frank McCaffrey. And I'm just <laughs> so kind of laughing about that a little bit. Uh, yeah, tough topic for some people. But no, Sean, uh, I know you have a lot more on the site for a VIP member as far as tidbits go. I mean, you, you've been all over the Brock Harding recruitment basically ever since Iowa first started showing interest. And I'm very intrigued if Harding wants to let his recruitment play out a little bit or if he's going to look to end it soon because I do think that Iowa pulling the trigger first, it really won't matter what offers come in now. I think Iowa is going to be near the top of the list. Uh, just again, no matter who comes in, who knows who's going to come in. I mean, if he balls out over the next month and a half, maybe wait till senior year, try to grab some more, maybe a few more offers. We'll see. But obviously there's a lot of longstanding relationships with Fran McCaffrey and the Hawkeyes. So Again, HawkeyeInsider.com, David Eichel, Sean Bach, and uh, just reacting to some big breaking news of the Iowa basketball world. And uh, we'll continue to turn these out as long as you guys keep showing the support. Follow us on Twitter at David Eichel, at SBach247, at Hawkeyes on 24-7. Again, HawkeyeInsider.com. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. Citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus.